Hello, and welcome to the Ram Gad Pod. I am your host, Jason Economou, Government Affairs Director for the Realtors Association of Maui, and this is my podcast. Today's guest is Jeff Gilbraith, Executive Director for Hawaiian Community Assets. I am pretty excited to get Jeff on the podcast because I have wanted him to come on the podcast for about two years now since I, I first met him. We were speaking on a panel together at the HSAC conference back when we had in-person conferences, and I was just super impressed by Jeff. I, I think he's uh, a brilliant person. I think he's a kind person, and I am very happy that the county of Maui has contracted with Hawaiian Community Assets to put together the Maui Housing Plan. So the goal of the Maui Housing Plan or the Maui Affordable Housing Plan is to figure out where, how, when to build approximately 5,000 new affordable housing units to figure out all those details. Now, the county has undertaken things like this before, but, but not quite to this level. And, and the thing that really sets Hawaiian community assets apart in their approach is that community outreach is a huge part of how they're putting this plan together. And Jeff called me, uh, or he might have emailed, I think he emailed, and he, he wanted to come on the podcast to get out and, and do the outreach as best he could uh, to get realtors involved, but really anybody listening, please get involved. Go to uh, MauiHousingPlan.org and you can sign up to, to do one of the workshops, the community workshops via Zoom. It's only an hour. It's only in the evenings. That'll be happening through February. You can take the survey, which only takes you know under 10 minutes. Jeff is going to talk in more detail about that in the show. Uh, and if you're looking for housing or if you know somebody that's looking for affordable housing, they can even go to MauiHousingPlan.org to, to stay informed and, and sign up for updates. But they can also start the process of getting assistance with Maui Financial Opportunity Center. So it's a great resource. And it's a great opportunity for all of us to share our insights on housing and on the community and what we would like to see. And that, that's an opportunity that should not be passed up. So when you get done listening to this podcast or while you're doing it or before you do it, go to MauiHousingPlan.org and um, just in, enjoy the show. Jeff is a great guy. Um, I'm really happy with with the the direction that that things are going as far as the county's focus on affordable housing i think we're you know i'm optimistic we we had a rough 2020 um there were a lot of uh, there still are a lot of issues that are are upsetting to, to us who who keep a, an eye on politics national politics in particular there, there's a lot of stuff going on but i'm still very optimistic for maui county and this was a great way for me to to kick off the the first new podcast of the new year because this is an uplifting podcast. So I hope you enjoy, and uh, thanks for listening. Good morning. Would you like to introduce yourself? Uh, Aloha, Jason. Yeah, this is Jeff Gilbreth uh, with Hawaiian Community Assets. Uh, I'm the executive director over there. Um, you know, my experience or, or who I am, um, Jason, is that I came to Hawaii 14 years ago, uh, working for Habitat for Humanity, helping build homes on Oahu. But uh, prior to that, uh, I was engaging in community development uh, for affordable housing, uh, for youth uh, development uh, for the last 20 years. And after my stint with Habitat for Humanity, I kept things moving and started working for this nonprofit that I'm with now, Hawaiian Community Assets, that just reestablished our office there on Maui after 20 years of being founded there initially, uh, but having to close um, back in 2014 due to uh, due to community needs, and now we're back uh, on island. But uh, have a wife, have my dog uh, live on uh, on Oahu, uh, Waimanalo, and just a real passionate um, and engaged person on affordable housing of all things. Very cool. You and I met, we were on a panel together for, um, for affordable housing policy issues. And that was at the, the HSAC conference, the Hawaii State Association of Counties. So, so you're a housing guy. You're, is your background in housing or, or more economics? 
uh, housing uh, very specifically. So the last the last 14 years in particular have been uh, focused specifically on affordable housing. How do we get it done? What are the basics of affordability? Not only uh, from the supply side, but more specifically from the demand side. So how do we keep families engaged in a process to become home buyers when they're facing the type of purchase prices that they are here in Hawaii and their incomes don't match? What are the strategies to be able to help folks get into that first home, but also make sure that it's a home that can be uh, sustained over generations for the next generation of children, of grandchildren, and so I've gotten to learn a lot about uh, resources such as HUD housing counseling. How do you prepare folks to get to that purchase? Individual development accounts. How do you match folks' savings to get them uh, to the purchase? How do we use federal mortgage programs that have as little as 0% down to get folks into that purchase, uh, among other things. But uh, affordable housing has been my focus for the last 14 years uh, and specifically in Hawaii. And so I bring that to the table policy, but uh, also as a practitioner. And you recently, you, you mentioned IDAs. That's something that, that we talk about uh, a fair amount, individual development accounts, but, but really just policy overall, you're bringing this expertise towards one main project now, which is you've been, or Hawaiian Community Assets has been contracted by the county to develop the Maui Housing Plan or the Affordable Housing Plan. Um, Let's, before we get into what the Maui Affordable Housing Plan is, uh, let's tell us, tell us a little bit more about Hawaiian community assets. So how are you guys getting involved in the community and then how can we get involved with you? Excellent, Jason. Uh, Hawaiian community assets is a nonprofit HUD approved housing counseling agency. So we're certified by the Department of Housing and Urban Development at the federal level to deliver home buyer education, renter education and counseling provide products such as individual development accounts where we can match people's savings for first month's rent deposit, down payment closing costs, but also offer consumer and affordable housing loans and mortgage assistance by way of helping get folks to the right mortgage type to purchase. Um, we are the largest HUD approved housing counseling agency in the state of Hawaii. So about 75% of the families that receive any type of HUD counseling services comes through one of our offices. And so we have uh, what are called financial opportunity centers located um, in each of the counties that are serving families, about 2000 families a year uh, to be able to get these types of services. We provide them for free because wow. we're committed to raise the funds through grants, through service contracts, through the interest that we earn on our loans to make sure that any family can get in the door, that that's not the barrier uh, for them to get there. And so, our story really starts in the Pakukalo homestead in Maui. 20 years ago, we were founded by community members who were on the Hawaiian homelands wait list at that time for about 30 years. This was in uh, the late 90s. And when lots started to become available on the Pakukalo homestead, these community members took all their financial documents. And most of your folks out listening, Jason, I think will know what that means, taking it to the mortgage lender their pay stubs, their bank statements, their tax returns. And we heard from community members essentially saying, we waited for 30 years and it took 30 minutes for the mortgage lender to tell us not enough income, not enough savings, your credit score does not qualify you. The answer is no. And those community members, it could have been very easily, easy for them to give in to hopelessness and despair, but they turned it into opportunity. and those community members that were experiencing this issue on Maui came together and started Hawaiian Community Assets. It was really out of this grassroots effort to say, you know, 30 years of waiting, we could have learned this process. We could have had some type of services that would have gotten us to mortgage qualify. At the time, there were no housing counseling agencies in the state. Wow. And so Hawaiian Community Assets became the first in the nineties, uh, in the nineties. That's insane to me. And, and that had that kind of statewide focus that had that kind of, um, the drive to be able to help folks move 
into first-time home ownership. There were some small programs here and there, but a full-fledged HUD-approved housing counseling agency that was focused solely on getting folks qualified was not, was not here in the state. And it was not available for folks on Hawaiian homelands or attempting to qualify for Hawaiian homelands. And so now you fast forward 20 years later, uh, essentially what happened was this grassroots, the small grassroots organization that started in the Palco homestead is now this, this large statewide provider that I, that I shared with you about. And we have financial opportunity centers, these bricks and mortar buildings that are really community centers, folks to come in if they don't have internet, if they don't have computers, if they don't have access to resources to be able to come in, engage with our professionals, our, our trained folks to be able to move toward that housing goal. Um, but in this same process, Jason, what we found was uh, at Hawaiian Community Assets, the education and the counseling for the families was so critical, but we needed to do it from a place of strength versus a place of deficit. And so when the organization opened its doors, it did so with a curriculum called Kahua Vai Vai, Building a Foundation of Wealth. And the curriculum itself talks about the home buying process, but it does so with a native Hawaiian lens. Hmm. And the idea that uh, traditionally in Hawaii, families knew what it was to be economically self-sufficient, right? 2000 miles away from any other land mass, right? Being able to have self-sustaining communities at, you know, hundreds of years ago with a population about what we have today, you know, give or take on the estimates, but without the, the type of environmental footprint that we see today, right? And so we call back to that traditional time in our curriculum to say, what were the economic practices that helped create these self-sustaining communities? What were the values that were, that were apparent and, and being practiced in these communities to help make sure that, that everybody's boat was being risen, right? Um, and we use this to be able to compare these traditional economic practices of this place to the modern home buying process. So families can reach back and say, I understand that, right? I, I know what happened here traditionally in Hawaii as a bridge to be able to understand what can often be a very complex and convoluted home buying process. To give you an example, when we talk about credit, credit can is a, is a tough concept to teach the folks who only for the first time are hearing about it. But if we talk about it in the sense that, you know, trade and credit has always been around in Hawaii, you know, the fisherman, before he could go catch that fish, needed to borrow the canoe from the canoe builder. And when the fisherman came back with the catch, give some of the some of the fish to the canoe builders so the next time they can take that canoe out. The whole idea of getting something in advance for a promise that you would pay later because you didn't have those resources up front has been, has been alive and well in Hawaii uh, forever. And it was really about character traditionally. And today it is about your, how you're paying your bills, um, what you look like uh, on paper, but it is about your financial character, right? Are you, are you living up to the obligations that you signed on the dotted line to say you would to pay that credit card, to pay that loan? And then when we talk about banking, we say, you know, banking is no different than the local IA, the big fish ponds that were built, right? The idea that the fish would come in, come through the makaha, that gate, they would feed inside the fish pond and over time they would grow larger, just like interest or your, as you put savings into that banking account will do. It's a safe place to grow your money, grow your resources so you can use them at a later time to do down payment, closing costs, maintenance funds. Hawaiian community didn't just pull those small fish out right away out of that fish pond, right? They let them grow over time so more families could be fed. The same thing when we're saving for that down payment closing cost. It's over time. It's a safe place to to put your money in these banking accounts. And so we use those kind of examples so that folks don't come in and say, oh, I don't know. Uh, community can't say that um, this is so foreign to me. No, it isn't. Your family, your ancestors, this community, the place you live, whether you're Hawaiian or not, practice these things that we now today call credit, we now call banking, we now call 
this whole buying process. And so that idea of comparing traditional economic practices of self-sustaining communities to the modern financial system as a way to be able to move folks forward in a strengths-based approach is what roots everything that we do at our organization. So folks can come in, they can feel like they have a stake in this, they understand this process. It's not foreign, it's not new, it's what their ancestors practice. And in doing so, Jason, it totally shifts uh, that hopelessness to hope for a lot of families. Uh, even though it's a long road to go, um, they know that this is this has been done and there's some strength in understanding the past. And so in rooting our organization this way, we now have a whole Kahua Vivice uh, series and we teach about uh, financial literacy even at the, the youngest Keiki level. Uh, kids in you know, junior high, high school, college, alongside the parents and alongside the entire family so that we can make home buying a process that is, is really Ohana centric. And that's, that's where the organization's at. Now we're, we're uh, moving forward on a whole lot of uh, initiatives, but on Maui, uh, the big focus is how do we get affordable housing to our local people? Yeah, yeah. I, I love the, the fact that you're really drawing those, those parallels between the way that people, you know, not even just native Hawaiian tradition, but traditionally all of us have, have these basic understandings of what credit is. I mean, even, even European culture, before we had a credit system, you can go read the Merchant of Venice, um, yeah. where, where they were kind of talking about that. One thing I'm curious about, so credit can translate through analogy, uh, and, and really most financial practices can translate through traditional uh, analogies to traditional practices, but do the traditional Western notions of home ownership translate um, with Hawaiian practices or, or Hawaiian culture? I think the idea that you would house, that everyone needs a home, that everyone needs a, a physical structure, a foundation is something that um, I would argue is apparent in every, uh, yeah. as you said, in every, every community, every culture, uh, not just Hawaiian, um, you know, all the communities we come from. And so I do believe that that, that sense uh, is there and that connection is there, Jason. However, what I would say is that the, the power of bringing and looking uh, to examples from the past and bringing them forward alongside this modern process, kind of walking with a foot in both worlds, is that the traditional process reinf reinforces this idea that we're in it all together. Mm that the family needs to be part of this, that it's not a single first-time home buyer, it's first-time home buyers, yeah. right? And in that family, uh, that you, you, you can do a mortgage with more than just one person, two, three, four, right? And some communities really understand this and, and have, have utilized this to be able to house multiple generations of their family. And so this, this notion, this Western notion of home ownership as a wealth building strategy is, is, uh, does make some sense um, to the communities that we serve, but I will tell you what makes more sense is this idea that you are lifting up community well-being over individual wealth and gain. That you're making sure that you know, future generations are going to be housed in this place in these homelands for some folks here in Hawaii and for others that their families have been here for so long that they'll be able to stay here, be here, work here and not have to, to move out from what has has been their home for, for generations and generations. So that's where I would say the, the differences would be. Um, I love that though. I, I love what you're talking about because what you're saying isn't that we need to, to educate um, folks to do things the Western way. But instead, what you're what I'm hearing is we need to educate folks in the, the parallels between the Western way and the Hawaiian way and how the the model in Hawaii could really incorporate that traditional Hawaiian uh, notions of community um, and, and that 
that stewardship of community overall, as opposed to the stewardship of one's individual lineal descendants overall. It, it's less of a, a selfish model and more of a, of a community-based model, but it still incorporates all of the, the things that we, we have in our, our current housing market. Uh, it's, it's a hybridization as opposed to, to, you know, indoctrinating folks into the Western model. I love that. That's a great way of, of thinking of it. Well, and, and what's, what's really cool, Jason, is when you see families engage now with the realtor, engage with the mortgage lender, engage with the home inspector. It's like you've got this team, you've got this, this extended, you've got this Hanaid family member that's now part of this, uh, this movement with you. And that's really how we, we teach it, right? That yes, it's about your family, it's about your community, but you have this awesome team, this awesome Hanaid family that's coming in to support you all along the way that, that you need to know the process, but these are your experts that are gonna come in and be able to, to help guide and direct. And so, yeah, it's, 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 it's pretty neat, Jason. And I think it, it resonates with a lot of local families uh, and communities here. It's, uh, you know, you see the light bulbs go off pretty quick as we start to educate and, and do our counseling with families. Oh, yeah. And, you know, I love the the first time homebuyers program that the county has. I'm, I'm so thankful that they have that resource of these grant funds available. But with RAM, one of the things that we've we've been advocating for and that we've noticed is that you really need to build capacity in, in individuals, but also in their families. You know, if you if you give a parent thirty thousand dollars, they're going to use it in a, in, a, in a way that helps their family more, more than likely. They're, they'll buy a house and the kids might get some lesson from that. But if you give the parent, you know, counseling on basic economics and, and how credit works, then that's, that's stuff that's absorbed into their lifestyle. Their children witness that. They, they get the benefit from it. And in your circumstance, you're actually having classes involving the children and the teenagers and whatnot. Uh, so, so that's the type of, of systemic change that really can help develop multi-generational uh, capacity, multi-generational opportunity that just grants, I think, are, are a little bit deficient. Uh, they, they fall a little bit short of that. We, you hit it on the head, Jason. We have always believed in this idea that you provide education and the opportunity to act. And it's critical for, especially for families that are struggling to make ends meet that, you know, just kind of just barely making the budget every month because we're providing dollars that allow them to apply the things that they're learning alongside our trusted professionals, right? And this model of education with the opportunity to act and kind of walking with a foot in both worlds, the traditional and the modern Hawaii, we've received recommendation or, or recognition from the uh, Brandeis University who have said, this is a national best practice wow. for native communities and communities of color. Um, a lot of folks locally don't, don't know that kind of recognition has been bestowed upon uh, Hawaiian community assets, but our organization is actually going out and training native organizations and, and, and organizations that are Asian, uh, Asian American, Pacific Islander, African American, um, all across the nation to be able to apply this model that let's look to the past of what your ancestors did, make those parallels, but then let's get some IDA money to match the savings that they're doing while they're going through your program. Let's get that loan money so you can get them consumer loans when they can't qualify at credit unions or banks, right? And so um, it is a model that's got, got legs, Jason, and has been recognized uh, at that level. And here locally, like I said, it's just to me, it just makes a whole lot of sense. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Now, just real quick, um, we keep on dropping the term IDA, Individual Development Account. Can you give us like the Reader's Digest version of what an IDA is? Yes. So uh, an IDA, an Individual Development Account, essentially the way it works is that you save a specified amount of money over a period of time. And after you have saved that money, we will match it for a specific purpose. It could be down payment closing costs, first month's rent deposit. So for an example, Jason comes into our office. He completes an intake packet. He goes through a workshop to learn about the home buying process. And then he meets with one of our trusted professionals one-on-one -on -one, 
and they get them enrolled in what's called this individual development account, an IDA. Jason commits to saving $1,000 over 12 months without taking any money out of that account, right? Save over time. And then after you save that $1,000, we will turn around and match him $4,000 so that you can use that $5,000 towards that, those closing costs to get into that, that home. And all along the way, Jason will have a trusted HCA financial professional that can help with budgeting, that can help review credit, that can help get him connected to any of the home buying team that's needed to make his dream home ownership possible. Does that does that help a little bit, Jason? That was beautifully succinct. That was, that was wonderful. Now, I'm sure that I've got lots of uh, realtors hearing this and every realtor I know has had plenty of folks get in touch with them that want to buy a house, but just aren't ready yet. They're, they're not qualified. How can we get those people access to, to the resources that you're talking about and that education that you're talking about? Excellent. Uh, easiest way, fastest way is folks go to hawaiiancommunity.net. That's hawaiiancommunity.net. Click on client intake and start your process of getting enrolled in our financial opportunity centers. On Maui, we have a financial opportunity center on 24 North Church Street, Suite 210. Um, that's where our staff is Monday through Friday. We are servicing folks remotely, but we're also welcoming folks come through our doors if they can't receive services remotely, as long as we're social distancing, uh, masking, and uh, following CDC guidelines. But we really do encourage folks to just go online and try and uh, try and start that process. Um, what we have right now for folks that that I think is that would be really exciting and for your realtors, for your first-time home buyers, is that we have money from Kaiser Permanente in the Office of Hawaiian Affairs. That if families come in, they get into our program, they want to use that money for first month's rent deposit, down payment closing costs. We can provide up to a four-to-one match on a thousand dollars saved. But it's first come, first serve. Folks have to get enrolled in our financial opportunity centers first. So start with that intake packet and start moving. Talk with our team and they can get you through the process, but go to hawaiiancommunity.net, uh, click on client intake and start that, that process. And I, I love that you can use it for, you said a security deposit and first month's rent as well? Yeah, Jason. So if you have some, some realtors that are on the, you know, on the lease side of things uh, and not just the purchase side, we do offer offer this match. And so for families that are trying to get into rentals, as, as you folks know who are listening, it's still a huge barrier. It can be a huge barrier for folks to be able to put 3000 bucks up front to get into a $1,500 rental, yeah. you know, or 5000 to be able to get into a $2,500 monthly rental. And so these funds can be used for that. If we do the assessment, we see the families at a point where they need to move into that rental versus home ownership at this time, right? That that goal is, it's a step approach, right? So if rental is that, that first goal, they're not quite there for home ownership, we're gonna take them through the rental process. And even if um, folks don't save that full thousand dollars, we'll still match four to one up to a thousand. So if you okay. save that 500, we can match you that two, two grand. And now you've got 2,500 to go to first month's rent and deposit to help help that barrier, uh, that, that bar that we see folks facing um, when they're trying to get into that rental and they just don't have the resources to save to the side for an additional month's rent. So it is available, Jason, um, both, both options are available. That's great. I, I can talk about that, but I, I do want to move on because we have <laughs> limited time here. And, and the real, one of the, the main reasons why you wanted to, to do this podcast was to talk about the, the Maui affordable housing plan. Um, and, and so I don't want to get cut off by time constraints. So let's, let's jump into that. So you're, you're involved with, with the Maui affordable housing plan. Tell us what that is and tell us what, what we need. <laughs> solve our problems. Well, I'm hoping you guys can solve our problems. Um, everybody listening, everybody that's engaged. On November 9th, we received, Hawaiian Community Assets received a contract from the Office of Council Services. So from the County Council to help develop recommendations for a comprehensive affordable housing plan. There's two things that we, we needed to do was to engage community 
around recommendations for improving the workforce housing ordinance for the county. And the second to develop project maps, detailed maps that will identify 5,000 affordable units that can be built in community in as quick order as possible. And so our big push right now, Jason, we basically have uh, until the end of June to put these recommendations together, get feedback from the council and get their approval. But the biggest and most critical piece is community engagement. So talking with folks like you, Jason, like your family, your friends, your coworkers, if you're a business owner, your employees, uh, but really all county residents to get their feedback on what these recommendations should be. So it's not the role of Hawaiian Community Assets to say, this is our best idea. And now you guys tell us what you think. It's really that we've been coming out to community, uh, having a series of community meetings to discuss what are your priorities around affordable housing? What types of housing do you want in your community? Uh, what other types of community facilities or services are important to you? Where should development be encouraged or discouraged? And what are those programs out there, federal, state, local, private dollars that could help us get to those 5,000 affordable units for local residents? And so we are doing these series of community meetings, Jason. So every Tuesday from now, until the end of February, we have community meetings scheduled for different communities. Uh, we're holding these uh, via Zoom, so on Zoom, uh, with the help of Akaku uh, Community Media, who is playing it live on Channel 53. They're also recording and making it available uh, online uh, at akaku.org, and they're playing it live on their Facebook Live. And so in these meetings, we have about an hour and a half, so from 6 to 7.30, every Tuesday night that we are asking these questions of community and folks are giving us feedback. Outside of that, uh, Jason, we're also offering to come and speak to different groups about this process, um, uh, engaging individuals that have ideas such as how do you do an individual development account that has more, you know, more dollars behind it to serve more families on, on the county, uh, in the county, uh, among other things and uh, really trying to have the community conversation that needs to happen for us to move forward on affordable housing. We're not, we're not so naive to think that there haven't been plans before, right? That folks haven't been planning, but I think what's different about this is that we're asking everybody to weigh in. And we're asking for everybody to come and have a civil conversation. That it's okay to disagree, but honestly, there's so many families struggling. And I know folks listening between you and I, Jason, there's so many people that we know that are struggling with housing and having to really consider to, to move to the continent or potentially have to go live on the beach because there aren't the, the affordable homes for them to move into. And so what we're asking folks is that I think all of us believe truly in affordable housing. We may have differences on how we get there, but we're asking folks to put those differences aside, to find the solutions, let's roll up our sleeves and let's actually do this thing. So this plan is a plan, but it's an implementation plan. It's a plan to say, here are the steps we need to take to actually build these 5,000 affordable units. And we've had the conversations in community, you know, good, good bad, whatever, um, but that supports this idea going forward. And if there are intractable issues that we can't, get through and there's disagreements, let's put those on the side. Mm. We can tackle those later, right? But we do need to have a civil conversation, understanding that I think you talked to, in our conversations uh, up to now, Jason, since uh, the beginning of December, is that everybody agrees affordable housing is a major issue for uh, Maui, Molokai, Lanai, and that we need to do something about it. And frankly, uh, that the county has an opportunity to be bold mm. on this issue. Um, and so we're asking folks, come engage with us. The best place you can go to get more information is MauiHousingPlan.org. That's MauiHousingPlan.org. You go there, there's four basic steps, but the first is click on participate. This will give you a list 
of those community meetings. We encourage you folks uh, who are all listening, if you have any of your networks, get that out widely across your social media, across your, your email blasts, call your friends up, your family, and tell them to participate. Go to MauiHousingPlan.org. And then the second thing is that we want you to share your solutions. So when you go to that website, you click share solutions, there is a Maui housing plan survey. And our goal is to get 1% of the Maui County population to complete that survey. That's 1700 residents that we want to complete that survey to tell us what are your priorities? What types of housing are needed in your community? Where should development be encouraged or discouraged amongst other uh, uh, questions that are on there and some open-ended questions so you folks can tell us what are the things we're not even asking about? What are those things we should know about that you're familiar with that we don't know? And to help in all of this effort, uh, Jason, it's not just Hawaiian community assets. We have a team of experts that we put together, including PBR Hawaii and Associates, Austin Sutsumi and Associates, our, our engineering firm. We have Rural Community Assistance Corporation. These guys are a nonprofit. Uh, based in California, but they serve the 13 states in the Western region of the US. They've done development out here in Hawaii with partners locally and our developers, they're financiers of affordable housing. They understand the water infrastructure needs and issues and how to finance those. So we have that team. On our policy analyst team, we have Hawaii Appleseed. Uh, we have the University of Hawaii. And so, these are the types of team members that we brought to the table to say, this is a real issue. We wanted uh, we wanted PBR Hawaii, Austin Sutsumian Associates and Rural Community Assistance Corporation because those are the three, that's the planner, the engineer, the developer, the financier that'll actually move these things forward. So we wanted that expertise on and the folks at Hawaii Appleseed and the University of Hawaii, I don't think I have to tell folks that are listening that they know housing policy well. Our team at Hawaiian Community Assets is managing this whole thing together and making sure that the conversations are happening and that we're moving folks, uh, folks forward. But MauiHousingPlan.org, click on participate, get registered for a workshop. If you can't register for one of those workshops, it doesn't work in your schedule, go to Akaku.org and under channel 53, you can find a recording of these meetings and you can, you can view and then go back to that MauiHousingPlan.org and click share solutions so you can complete that, that survey. And we start to collect the recommendations from community and, and the voice of community so we can bring forward in March for this draft recommendation of the council. And then after March, um, we will be engaging the same folks uh, who will be participating to say, okay, let's, let's continue this civic conversation, this civil conversation, let's take your voices to your council members and tell them what in that draft of the housing plan, those recommendations, do you support and you get behind? And, and hopefully all of this will help that by the end of June, we have a plan to get 5,000 units in the ground and, and get some more families housed. That's, that's awesome. That's incredible. We, um, you, you alluded to it before, there have been housing plans in the past, but I don't think I've, I've ever heard of, of quite a group put together. I, you know, if I recall correctly, the last one was done by SMS um, under, I think Mike White was chair. And I don't, I don't recall who, who all they got together, but I don't think they had the same plan as far as um, the, the developer, the finance, the do-gooders, the, the, all of these folks in the spectrum that they were consulting with and all those community meetings. Um, regarding the, the community meetings, I, I do have one quick question. When people go to MauiHousingPlan.org and they click to participate in a meeting, they are broken down by residency area. So the, I think the Wailuku Waihei ones happened in December. So if, if I'm a resident there, is it okay if I attend a meeting for another area? Absolutely. Uh, we encourage folks if, if that's what they wanna do, we do ask where you reside uh, in the registration process, just so we have that information. So if you do want to come into the to another meeting, another community community's meeting, that is fine. But we also encourage you to go back to akaku.org and channel 53 and look at the recording from your community area mm. and, and being able to weigh in because there are some specific uh, community projects that we talk about, community priorities that we talk about. It doesn't mean you can't participate 
in one of the others, but we do want to make sure that the folks in each of the communities have a chance to be at those Zoom community meetings. Um, so we are encouraging, I would say first, Jason, would be go to godakuku.org channel 53, look for your central Maui, you know, the, the Wailuku Kahului uh, uh, plan area, uh, click on that and that meeting to be able to hear what was was said and done and, um, and then weigh in with the Share Your Solutions survey. But the second would be, Jason, if, if, if folks want to still, you know, be part of that, that virtual meeting and to be engaged, um, I, I don't hesitate, you know, sign up, but just note that we want to make sure that each of the, the communities have uh, the opportunity for their, their own members to be able to, to sign on to that Zoom meeting, but uh, everyone is welcome. That makes a lot of sense. And I, I went ahead and I, I did it out of order. I did the survey already and I, I want everybody to know, don't be intimidated by that survey. When you go to the survey, it it really isn't that long. It seems like it's it's a good bit of work, but honestly, you can finish it in under 10 minutes. And that's if you're typing in answers. That's that's what I did. I'm, I'm verbose. <laughs> I, I gave my, my two cents on everything. And what I liked about the survey is that even if you're not necessarily the most sophisticated person when it comes to housing policy, that you're not aware of a lot of the, the terminology of things, it's still accessible. You, you, you make it so that, that you're giving people options of things that they might not be that familiar with, um, but, but it's still sound policy. So I, I really appreciated the format of that survey. And I cannot encourage people enough, please go to MauiHousingPlan.org and, and at least, you know, do the survey, watch a video, get involved. This is an, an unparalleled opportunity in my mind for, for community involvement in affordable housing. Yeah, and, and you, you know, you said it earlier, Jason, the, the, the former plans that have been developed was not focused on this type of community engagement, it was not mm. focused on the actual building of the homes and what it would take and that kind of expertise. They were really research reports. Yeah. Right. Which, which we need those too. We need those too. Absolutely. But now we need to get community together to give voice and folks, I mean, I would say if you're the type of person that doesn't normally do one of these surveys or doesn't uh, typically go to these community meetings, we want you. Yeah. Right. You're, you're the person that, you know, don't take yourself out of this process because we, we need to hear your voice. And if you're someone like Jason that has uh, more in-depth um, policy experience and policy solutions, we'll pull those out of that survey. And that's actually, as we go through, our team is looking at that regularly to see, okay, maybe we need to look at this recommendation that came out of Jason's survey that was input here. Or if you're, you're just sharing what you know we can start to pull out what that policy recommendation is just by just by your own uh, real words, how you understand the issue. It's perfect. And so I appreciate that, Jason, you know, the MauiHousingPlan.org, click share solutions, that'll get you to that survey. And you're right, the average time to take is like, I think we're at about nine and a half minutes. Um, and it's all it's all uh, anonymous. So you know, fill that in and um, it'll help us and help our team really make sure we're doing right by community. You know, that we're really hearing what community needs and and to bring that forward to the council. Um, that's really our, our, our responsibility. Yeah, this is this is indicative of a broader movement uh, that I would I would call reenfranchisement, where, you know, in a lot of the mainland of the United States in the past year, we've seen a lot of issues regarding race and regarding social inequality and wealth inequality, and, and we've seen it for longer than just the past year. Um, but in Hawaii and Maui County in particular, is we are heading in a good direction as far as giving people back their voice. You know, the previous housing plans were research papers that were set up by, by the county council. But this is an opportunity for, for folks in the community who most need the help to actually describe and explain what kind of help they need, what kind of affordable housing they need. You know, for the first time, um, I don't know in how long, but maybe ever, we have a majority of the county council that, that is, shares some Native Hawaiian descent. You know, that's, that's huge. We are re-enfranchising the folks who, who you know, founded this community 
Um, and we are re-enfranchising the people in the community to share their thoughts. And we're seeing it with the housing plan. We're seeing it with like the Kaahumanu transportation corridor. There's, there's a lot more of a focus on, on getting people involved, even the Maui redevelopment agency that, you know, all of that. Um, but all of that requires people to actually get involved. You know, the bridge can only go so far before, you know, we're met halfway. And I, I just love what you're doing, man. Well, it's, it, and this is our opportunity now, Jason, right? And I, and who knows that when this opportunity will come again or if it will, um, that you're absolutely right, that this is a chance to weigh in on something that's as significant as, as really charting the path for the next several years where the county will go on housing. And that means we need everybody's voice, as yeah. I said, and, and I think the one thing we all agree on is that it's, it's time, it's past time to start to make sure that our local families have homes that they can move into that are affordable, and not just home ownership, but, but rentals and the whole, the whole spectrum of need and needing to address the whole spectrum of need. Um, obviously, there's a huge need at the lower income levels of our community, but we need housing for the firefighters, the police officers, um, the teachers, the, the grocery store workers, the, the public workers, the doctors, the lawyers, right? We need to be able to make sure that we have this diverse housing affordability uh, across the spectrum so that we can have the type of communities uh, that we want and need uh, to be able to, to continue on forward with this, this community well-being concept. And I, and I, I agree, Jason, that for community members who've been shut out of the process for so long, right, to feel like they, they don't have a voice or a say, um, this is your chance to step in and get involved, and we're going to be better for it. And maybe it creates a model and a strategy where Maui is the leader, the county of Maui is the leader for the rest of the counties to follow, but that it's really it's really to your point, Jason, that we need everybody to plug in, get engaged, especially those who haven't before, because this is, you're, you're right, this is a re-enfranchisement uh, uh, re uh, process. Yeah. I like that. Um, now, now, have you had some good participation thus far? Are, are, are people getting involved? We're seeing, um, every week we're seeing exponential growth um, over the weekend alone, we saw the amount of surveys completed uh, up to that point double. That's and, awesome. And why is that? It's because we're having these kind of conversations, Jason, right? Our, our network only goes so far, but then adding to your network and adding to the council members network and adding to the, the small business owners network and the hotel workers and the union guys, like we're going to see this thing grow. It's going to take some time, but anybody that's listening, anybody that completes that that survey, I would say, tell at least one other person, right? And then we'll start to see that kind of growth. But I, I'll bet you over this next uh, uh, several months, we're going to see this start to come front and center uh, for community members. They're going to, you're going to see more of it on social media. You're going to see more of it in your communities. Um, you're going to see more of folks that you know advocating in PSAs on Akaku and other places to say, hey, get involved. And so We've got a long way to go, Jay, but it's um, but we're starting, and we're starting to see some 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 growth. Yeah, I'm I'm super optimistic. I mean, the fact you, you gave a presentation on IDAs to the Affordable Housing Committee just you know a couple weeks ago now. That's that's yeah. a huge step in the right direction. We got this housing plan with with such a good strategy for community outreach, and we've got we've got members in the council talking about you know, community land trust models in, in ways that they haven't before. I love community land trust models. That's, that's like my thing. I love it. So we're seeing all of these ideas that at one point, oh, the county can't get involved in that. And now everything is new. Now everything is up for conversation and anybody can be involved in the conversation. And it's, it's just, it's uplifting at a time when there's not necessarily a ton of stuff when you turn on the news that can get you uplifted. So this is good news. Yeah, yeah, and I would, you know, I would tell folks uh, who have experienced reduced income or have lost jobs due to COVID, what you should know 
is that you may be in a, an income bracket now where you could qualify for some of these affordable housing uh, projects, these affordable housing rentals uh, that as you go through this process are pegged at 30% of your monthly income, mm. right? So, so you know, some, some folks uh, have experienced major loss uh, economically, uh, Jason, that uh, hopelessness is a real thing and despair can be a real thing. But what I want them to know is that there is hope and there's chance, but there's only chance if we get those type of folks to weigh in because now you're the type of person who could be qualifying for that, uh, that level of subsidy, that level of, of rental housing. For the folks, like the union guys, the nurses, um, you know, the teachers who've been working hard and have a steady income, you may not think you can become a home buyer because of what you've heard from other folks and what the experiences have been from other folks. But I'll tell you that there are federal mortgage programs out there where you can put as little as 0% down. If you're buying, especially in a rural community, USDA, Rural Development, the 502 Guarantee product, we can get you that mortgage and we can get you a mortgage to even purchase at the median sales price of $800,000 at this point. <laughs> even if you are working for a union, you're a firefighter, you're a police officer, you're a teacher, you're a nurse, your income because of the type of subsidy that these kind of programs provide, it is possible for you. So I, I want folks to know that no one Will be shut out of this process once this pro once this plan starts moving we need everybody to weigh in now because you will either be part of that that rental component that home buyer component or maybe you're the rental for a little the renter for a little bit before you have now the opportunity uh, to realize first-time home ownership i love it well jeff i i know you got to get going man um but thank you so much for taking the time to, to come and talk to us about this. Um, I'm going to put all the links to, to all the websites that we talked about. I'm going to put that in the show notes. That's going to be in our, our Thursday things email blast. But, you know, if, if you ever want to talk to anybody at Ram, um, just just let me know. And, and where can people reach you if they want to get yeah. in touch with you? Yeah. So the best place uh, for folks to be able to reach our organization, our team on Maui is is working hard. Um, and so. Uh, Rhonda Alexander Moncris, she is our program manager there at the Financial Opportunity Center. Um, you can reach out to our organization there on island. So a couple ways. First would be by email. So that is mauifoc at hawaiiancommunity.net. That's mauifoc at hawaiiancommunity.net. Um, or you can reach our main line, which is 808-727-8870. That's 727-8870. And if you want to stop by, you've got, you've got your mask. You want to come talk to somebody in person. It's 24 North Church Street, Suite 210 there in Wailuku. Um, but talk to Al, uh, Rhonda uh, Alexander Moncris, uh, Brianna Vargas Hafoka, Mariah Espanola, Keaka Almua. Those are our team members there on island and they're happy to get you plugged in. Jason, I will take you up. Uh, presenting to RAM. So let's figure out after this, I, I want to have a presentation with, with your people so that they can they can hear this from me and we can engage a little bit. Oh yeah, we got a couple of things coming up. We'll, we'll talk after, after the recording. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. Jeff Gilbraith, Hawaiian Community Assets. Thank you so much.